Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're having a really important and uh, terrific visit with Joe Boney, who is the chief of the fire department for the city of Biloxi. And he's been through so much, uh, hasn't missed a day of work, which I'm totally impressed by. Grew up in Biloxi, moved to Ocean Springs for a short period of time. When he got out of high school, he couldn't get back to Biloxi fast enough. And this is sort of where his roots and anchor has been ever since. And he's just a great leader. He's been all over the country helping other disaster scenarios. And and that comes from a deep place. I talk about it all the time that in the DNA of coastal Mississippians is this resiliency. And it came from the experience, the experience of Hurricane Katrina. To some extent, maybe Camille, you know, for some people, for me, for you. Commit. We can't. We don't forget Camille. But in our adult life, Katrina is the defining moment. It's that moment when we saw and our friends and our neighbors and our colleagues the ability to dig deep, and we knew when others needed our help. And you know, there were a lot of our friends and family and colleagues that needed our help. But that was just such a defining moment. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it was just a terrible situation when you have the first responders ending up becoming first responders to save themselves during this, you know, world record breaking storm surge that, that, you know, wiped through Biloxi and across the coast. So um, when you think about Katrina, what what first comes to mind for you, uh, Chief? The 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 destruction was I, I would say the me witnessing the destruction from from my point of view uh, you know we sat in front of this fire station while while Katrina was happening because we couldn't get out literally couldn't get out uh, for a period of time and from from our view it, it, it wasn't that bad but the reports I was getting from other stations was just amazing to me and then when I got out, and saw it, my mind it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't picking up exactly what I was seeing. It took some time for me to realize what I was seeing, what my eyes were seeing. Check, check. So, so take a minute, take a minute and share how, what those impacts were for these other stations that were in the storm surge areas. Well, and, and, and there was a period of time where we, we literally couldn't get out, out of the station. And I was a battalion chief at the time, and my, my district, my division, my, the area I was responsible for was from White Avenue to the point or just the east end of Biloxi. That was my division. I had three stations uh, that I was responsible for. The other two stations, uh, East End was was down on the point of Biloxi, and then Back Bay was, uh, Station 3 was on the Back Bay of Biloxi. And, the you know, we would talk over the radio because cell phones back then weren't real reliable. So we when we 
when we got back with them, they, they were calling on the radio saying that they were taking on water in the station. And it was, it was come and both of these stations, uh, were taking on water. One station had gotten some people from the neighborhood. They were putting them up in the attic area. The other station was doing the same thing. They were climbing up to, to an attic area, um, to protect themselves. They had life preservers and, uh, and they didn't know what was going to happen. At that point, we lost radio contact uh, with both of these stations. Um, we couldn't get out. The chief wouldn't let us out. So I came, finally, I came up to the chief's office and said, look, the water's, the water's gone. The water's down. We're going. There, there was still a pretty good bit of wind. We're going. And he said, okay, let's go. We're going to, we're going to send a crew to, to, to cover back bay and we're going to go to East end. So that's what we did. I brought, I sent, I split my crews up here, sent one engine to back bay to, 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 to rescue them guys. And, and myself and a rescue company went to East end, started working our way down Howard Avenue to rescue them. We got to around, uh, um, Myrtle Street. No, I'm sorry, not Myrtle Street. We got to around, um, uh, uh, golly, what's the name of the street? I'm trying to remember. Rosetti Street. Yeah. And that's where we found our guys. They had, they had swam and, and started coming towards us. And we caught up with our guys from East End. And, and we had all these crews standing there. And they said, Chief, what do we do? What do we do? And, and I, I had no clue what to do. I was so overwhelmed. And I looked around and I saw a young child in a tree uh, about 100 yards away. I said, you know, you see that you see that person in that tree, go get them. And then there's a house right next to it. Go to that house and get them people off of that roof. Uh, and, and that's where we started. And, and, it, and it worked from there. And it's just amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, you're just so overwhelmed at that point. Well, the number of homes destroyed in that general area and the number of deaths in that general area, um, A.J. Holloway, as you know, was famous in saying that Hurricane Camille killed more people in 2005 than it killed in 1969 because people made a decision to stay based on that past experience. And certainly Camille was a bad storm. But what it, what, it, what it told us was, and what we now know, is that every storm is different. Every storm, and now, you know, of course, they've completely redone how they approach storm surge warnings now. Thank God that's all modeled out better now based on the kind of storm, the size of the storm, and all those things. But, um, you know, the east, east end of Biloxi was, um, was, was, you know, one of the most compelling stories uh, of Hurricane Katrina, short of the Waveland and Bay St. Louis. I'm saying mostly in, in Harrison County, but it was just a devastating scene, wasn't it? It was. And, and, and what's the guys kind of resented me at first because the first day after, you know, they had worked until well into dark, it was nine or 10 o'clock at night. And we lost one of our guys. It was just pitch black and we lost one of our guys. We found him and got him back. And I said, okay, you know what? This is it. We're coming in. And boy, they resented me for that, but I couldn't take a chance on losing any, any of them guys. Uh, it was too dark and it was just too dangerous to be able to work out there. But, but at, at, at five o'clock the next morning, we were out. Uh, and we did that for days and days and days. And them guys were like, I, you know, they were like machines. They just did it. And they, they endured so much. They saw so much death and they did so many rescues. And, and uh, you know, it's amazing. 
the, the time gets by you. So um, the debris line was, you'll never forget it, I bet. No, and I was very fortunate. I got to, I got to go up in a helicopter with a FEMA helicopter days after, and 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 that was the first point at which I could actually see the tidal surge, the way the tidal surge had pushed the debris up uh, on the peninsula there, and and it was amazing. I mean, it was, it was literally three and four stories high of just debris that we had to sift through to find people. Uh, you know, it was amazing. Just, uh, just such a bad experience. I remember, see, it was a, it was a Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. One of our, one of our reporters, one of our photographers, went down to, I think it's, I guess, I think Pensacola actually, and he took his credit card. He rented an airplane, and of course, it was, you know, this airspace was protected at that point. But he said, I don't care, let's go. And and they did. And he, man, he just was taking pictures the whole way. So it was like Tuesday afternoon. We're sitting in the conference room at the Sun Herald. Then we bring it. We bring up his photos from the air on a on a computer, and we start going community by community. And I'm telling you, man, it, it was you. You know the feeling. But there, I don't. There wasn't a person in the room that wasn't just incredibly tearful. I mean, it was just you just. I mean, you couldn't help but cry at the utter devastation and and the realization that it's going to take so much energy and so much work to bring this community back. And um, you felt that every day, didn't you? On the ground every day, you were thinking, how in the heck are we going to do this? Well, and, and you're right. And, and you know, I, I made it a point every time we, we recovered a body. I made it a point to go look at the face of that body so it would in, ingrain in my mind, the, it would give me the drive to tell people, just like you were saying earlier, you have got to get out of here. This is what happens. And I, I have all them faces in my, you know, in my mind. I know all them faces. Uh, yeah. But it, but it helps me to, you know, to, 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 to get through this, you know, these things, these tough times. Well, I think it, it creates a compelling case for action, and it make it makes it so that you know. I think one of the one of the most challenging things in life today is that people can get complacent. Time heals, time passes. You know, people's memories start to fade away. That's just normal. And you, you made a you made a commitment to let it be seared in your soul, so that. No matter if it's one year or thirty years, you can you can convey to people, don't ever forget that when to look at this storm and the warnings that can't come from this storm and act accordingly. And here's the reason why you have to do that. And and chief, I really appreciate you your willingness to tell that story. And I think anyone who listens to this who who were were not here. Um, you know, they, they see how serious this situation really is. So let's do this. We're coming to the end of the segment. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation. I want to hear about COVID and how things are going with the city uh, and the fire department these days. This is Chief uh, Joe Boney from the uh, Biloxi Fire Department, and we'll see you right after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.